mark with, uh, for what it's worth coaching, this is episode 14. I'm here with Coach Hines. Good morning. And uh, we're here to talk about our mistakes that we've made going through our coaching career. And But first, we're going to give a little shout out to GameStrat. Yeah, Game, GameStrat's a company I've been working with uh, since I took over the head coaching job at Coronado now. And they give the sideline uh, instant feedback. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a phenomenal con- uh, com- company mm-hmm. from a different country. They're a Canadian company. Um, but uh, Tunch, who's one of the creators of it, is every time I pick up the phone, he's right there. The, the customer service is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because today's practice, we have spring ball this afternoon, we are actually trying out the end zone oh, wow. uh, version of, of GameStrat. So shout out to GameStrat. If you don't know them, check them out. They're phenomenal. Great. And like I said before, um, we're going to go ahead and get into our, our podcast today, and it's about the mistakes that we've made. What? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little hurt. You know, t- today is, uh, you just celebrated your 24th oh, t- yes, it is. wedding anniversary. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah 24 so happy, years. Happy anniversary. Thanks. He, he and Christy, uh, just three days, bef- two days before ours. No, yours is today. Yes, it was yours. Yeah, yours one day. Yeah, one day. My mouth exactly. Uh, Jillian and I are celebrating our 25th anniversary yeah, today. Happy anniversary you guys. How are we celebrating? We're celebrating by doing a podcast with Mark. And then... Uh, While pro- our wives are working. And then football, football <laughs> practice later. But uh, like, like you and Chrissy, Jill and I are uh, heading out. We're taking a trip this summer. Going up the coast. Yeah, that sounds like so fun. So we're excited about it. But uh, happy anniversary, hon. Yeah. Um, and by hon, I mean Jill, not... Christy. Okay. That's your hun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so, so Mark and I, as we've been doing this, as Mark said, this is our 14th episode. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we have a, a list of several topics we want to talk about. And he said, well, Christy came up with one and she came up with mistakes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it scares me a little bit that, that she thought about that right around your anniversary. <laughs> right, right, because there's always that name in the back of your wife's head that's like, oh, should have married so and so. Yeah. Um, so you know, when Mark mentioned this morning that uh, Chrissy's idea of mistakes, uh, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, I thought, well, there, there's no episode there. <laughs> I've, I've made no mistakes. Yeah. Um, obviously, this, this is something in all seriousness that may end up being two or three episodes because mm-hmm. uh, I think, like anything else in life, the more you do something. The better you get at something, the more you realize the mistakes you've made. Definitely. So you're telling them to a lot more time listening to our podcast today because you might want to be a little yeah, longer. You might want to set aside the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> um, but so Mark and I jot down some ideas. Mm-hmm. We're just going to kind of go through those and kind of, as we do for each of the podcasts, kind of feed off of each other. And uh, before we get really focused here, to anyone watching, uh, Howard Bannister, Thomas, and uh, anyone else is there. Um, Andrew, Andrew appreciate you guys uh, watching for a little bit. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into the podcast, uh, but sorry for ignoring you here. I mean, are they getting my good side? There, I don't think there's <laughs> one. All right, <laughs> so let's go. Um, I'll start with this, uh, Mark. You know, I started coaching 22 years ago now, high school football, and I was blessed to coach with some great coaches mm-hmm. right out of the gates, guys that loved the sport, knew the sport, and loved the kids. Um, but I found myself overwhelmed my first year. You know, I was, I was fairly recently out, just out of college mm-hmm. and very impressionable. Uh, and I found myself trying to not copy other coaches, but emulate some of the things they were doing. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's nothing wrong with learning from other coaches. Right. And you want to find coaches that you connect with and that empower you. But 
over the 22 years I've coached that I realized that we have to be ourselves. We have to be authentic and be true to ourselves. If not, we're doing a disservice to ourselves, but more importantly, to all the young men or young women we coach mm -hmm. because they, they don't need everyone to be a Bill Belichick. Right. Or a Tom Landry, or you know, you can name all these different coaches, but they, they need you to be a Mark Ty. Mm -hmm. They need me to be a Kurt Hines. They need you know, and some players are going to connect with us and be lifelong. We'll be mentors for them or friends in some ways, and some will connect with other coaches. Mm -hmm. But they need us to be authentic to ourselves. Definitely, I think one of the one of the things that you know I did when I first started. You, you look at coaches that are successful and win all the time, but sometimes those coaches are just coaches because they they're able to get kids around them. That are good and yeah. make them look good, and they might not be a motivator. They may not be, you know, know all the ins and outs of the sport. That's they know how to get kids together. Yeah, you know, to make them look good. That's that's a great point. You know? Yeah, and, and I'm going to go back to to piggyback piggyback off that. I think of you know I'm a Cowboys fan, but uh, it's, it's been painful for a few years. But you think about you know Bill Belichick, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all times. You know, and then I think about Tony Dungy. Mm -hmm. De definitely up there as being a, a phenomenal coach. Could you imagine if Bill Belichick tried to coach with Tony Dungy's coaching style, mm -hmm. style or vice versa? They, right. they, just, they, they, would, they wouldn't be effective. You yeah. have to be true to who you are. So um, to wrap up the first one, tr trying to be like other coaches is, uh, is never a good idea. Right. We have to be authentic to ourselves and teach our players to be authentic to themselves. Some players are going to be a rah, 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 get them going, definitely. pick them up, you know, just a loud, impactful player. And some are going to be, you know, the, the quiet warriors mm -hmm. that just show up, go to work, never say a word. And uh, I, I, I know your son Jacob just uh, played in the, what was the official title of the championship? It's the College Club Baseball World Series. Shout out to Jacob. Uh, mm -hmm. Did phenomenally well. Yeah, he did pretty well. Yeah. yeah and, and, and I don't know Jacob too, too well, but he seems like, like all three of your boys, a great young man, but kind of quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen him play baseball, but he doesn't seem to me like the one that would be young and screaming. He's definitely a leader in his own right. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, my mistake that I came up with is one that's not following through with my word. Um, this is back when I was uh, younger in my coaching career when I was coaching Little League. And one of the things that I just can't stand is, is the cancer in the dugout. Yeah. And poor sportsmanship, you know, um, it, it not working hard and just showing up to play the game. Um, so one of my, my things was like, I'm one of the guys, one of the kids that showed up to every practice, worked hard, just as good player, a little younger. One guy had a little, uh, had a little bit more experience, but looking back now, I should have followed through with my work. Maybe it would have helped the kid <coughs> who was working hard out there. He was a great athlete, still is a great athlete, plays football up at Azusa. And in fact, uh, he, he's just one of those really good down, hardworking kids that just love to play sports period and he's a great athlete um i should have put him in i should have put him in more especially when the other kid was got uh ejected and had to sit a couple of the games and i didn't follow through with what i said before and as a coach when you say uh you have rules and expectations you got to follow them yourself and not and not get wrapped up in the wins and losses to be able to show that okay coach means what he says that way all the kids whether you have 12 on the field, 20 on the field, or 65 on the field, that they all buy in what the coach says and they know you're leading and, you, and your word is, is your bond. Yeah. Love, love it or hate it, agree with it or not, yes. they know that you mean what you say. Correct. Yep. Yep. And, then, you know, you get more, uh, I think you get more out of them once they, once they buy into what you're, what you're all about and what you're going to uh, follow through with. Absolutely. 
Uh, recruiting is a big one for me. It it's, uh, reminds me of the old adage, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And last Tuesday or Wednesday night um, after our spring ball practice, we had a parent meet the coaches night. Mm-hmm. And a good portion of that was recruiting and trying to empower the parents. The meeting was for the parents. Some of the players showed up, mm-hmm. but it was really for the parents. To um, The recruiting portion of the meeting was to let them know that we are one of the greatest resources for them as their son's coach. Mm-hmm. That we are the ones that are going to be honest with the recruiters, that we know them best, we know them on the field, off the field. Um, and without going over all the stuff as far as recruiting, <coughs> me, when I was putting together the PowerPoint, it kind of made me, made me you know, laugh a little bit at myself because my first few years as a head coach in New Hampshire, I loved my players, I empowered them, we had great success on and off the field, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I wasn't telling them about what they had to get for SAT and ACT scores, what the GPA should be. You know, I talked about good grades, but really what right. it should be to play at a certain level. The number of different schools and the benefit of junior colleges. You know, that yeah, I think so many parents and players have their mind set on D1 and, and nowadays with social media want to put out all these offers and realize that if you love football or baseball or any sport and you truly want to keep playing it, there are a lot more options. You still have to be a student Definitely. athlete. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more options out there. Um, talking about registering with the NCAA and uh, NHIA uh, eligibility centers. Right. So um, it's just recruiting for me is something that uh, I'm getting a lot better at now as far as I've always met with college coaches, always had them to, on the campuses, but teaching the parents now what their jobs are mm-hmm. and what they've got to make sure they start doing, not when their son or daughter are juniors heading into the senior year, but freshman year. They have to start thinking about these things. Right. I'm sure, like getting into it, because I haven't been a, a, a head coach at a varsity level yet, but I'm sure at that level, um, when you first get into it, you think you've got to almost do everything for these kids outside. But when it's actually a team effort with with you, the parents, and the player. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And this is not on my spot. I'm going to add to this. Okay. Um, one of the mistakes I made as a head coach my first few years was trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not empowering the other coaches by saying, "Hey, you're really good at this. Do this." Right. I'm going to give a shout out coach, to Coach Davis now, who's on our uh, staff. Who uh, I, I gave him the title this year. I sit down and, and preseason give each of the coaches a, a coaching list who our coaches are and the responsibilities mm-hmm. during season, off season. And one of the new titles I added to him was assistant head coach, and he said he was humbled and honored by that. Um, but he, he just, he does so much for the program. Oh, he does. And if I tried to do it all, A, I wouldn't do it as well. Right. B, it would take away from some of the other things I'm trying to do. And C, and I think most most uh, importantly, if you try to do everything as, as a head coach, you're going to have other coaches on your staff that don't feel like they're really being utilized, and they're going to go somewhere else. Right. Or they're just not going to completely buy in. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that point as far as uh, not trying to do it all yourself. Right. And one thing about Coach, uh, coach Davis, too, yes. is like he knows how to use a computer. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we all have our strength. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> we just had an earthquake. We just had. Let's oh, California, it's California. We leaned on the table too hard. It's <laughs> a lot uh, of weight down there. Um, but uh, so our next one for me personally is letting my emotions get the best of me during a game. And uh, I think one of the things I actually got into uh, a little, I wouldn't say argument with with a player. Why wouldn't you say argument? Well, I you was going to say some altercation, but they probably think I got into a fist fight or anything. I, I wouldn't didn't. doubt that. No, there was a fence. You're kind of a thug. But, uh, yeah. So, one of, one of the things, like, we're, it's a tight game, and you get emotional, and you start doing things and trying to win the game, and 
Um, it was a bad call, and I went and talked to the umpire, probably a little louder than normal. And one of the parents said something, and I pretty much ignored them until they said something about my gray hair. <laughs> it's 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 childish I, I what I say I now. That was a hot like, topic. It used to be. Now it's not. A, it's not a big deal anymore. Now it's just white hair. It's just white <laughs> hair. Yeah. It's just. It's, but uh, you know, she's she kind of got personal, and I turned around and hold I, on. I'm yeah, sorry. You said she. Yeah. It was a mother. And uh, mothers are the best and the worst sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but needless to say, we are good friends now. Uh, even after that, but you know, it's one of those things like you can't let the emotion. You can be emotional, but I wouldn't say let the emotions take over your decision making, your, uh, your how you act on the field. And the reason is because you can set a bad example number one for the kids, mm-hmm. um, and you, and then you're showing the parents that you have absolutely no control of yourself. So when someone's gonna look at you and they say, "Well, if he can't control himself or herself, yep. how they can control the the, the team?" The outcome of the game, how my kids <coughs> react to a win or loss. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in all seriousness, yeah, and, and we have a little banter back and forth. I, I wear my heart in my sleeve. In only mm-hmm. 22 years, I've coached high school football. I'm very emotional in the locker room, the weight room, practice field, you know, the game field. But I haven't yet let the emotions get the best of me. But I have. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to skip the hiring one. Come back to that. Okay. To tie fine. in. I have allowed myself to. Um, let it eat at me inside. You yes, know, right. I, I had some years uh, in the past where ninety nine percent of the time the young men or young women are fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it's the parents, and sometimes with the best of intentions. But uh, I had a particular uh, season. I'll be careful how I say this because uh, of who listens here. But being honest, where we could win a game forty five to nothing, but if we didn't pass enough, you know, the quarterback's father might be upset. Right. We receive, you know, and and the young men were phenomenal, you know. So what happened was, long story short, at the end of the season, we had gone to the state championship that that year. We lost, but we had gone there. At the end of the season, we had our banquet, and before we had gone through several awards and things, before we started talking about the seniors, I stood up in front of. Now we had 144 players. My last few years in New Hampshire, so the, the, the auditorium was packed with parents, siblings, you know, players, obviously. And I had said, hey, I have great news. And I stood up there and I said, and I listed off five different high schools in the area that had head coaching positions that were open. And then I said, so any of you that you think you do a better job, and, and, and I wish you were kidding. And I said, please, I'll be happy to write you a letter of recommendation. For everyone else, thanks for being parents. And, you know. and, and the reason that it felt good at the time, mm-hmm. and as soon as the night was over, it had such a horrible pit in my stomach. Yeah. Because I let... The parents get the best of me, mm-hmm. you know. And I know we're going to talk about you know our last topic at the end here, so I won't get to that yet. But I had heard a song uh, about a month after that called "Audience of One," and uh, for those of you that know Coach to- Coach Ty and I, we try not to be preachy, but at the same time share our faith uh, with anyone that will listen. And uh, the audience of one uh, was just talking about living your life to God, living mm-hmm. it to Christ. And I didn't. I, I, I had let the the yapping and the chirping of certain parents get to me so much. The comment I made at the banquet didn't need to be said. Right. It, it didn't. And I, I got a lot of emails the following week from parents saying, Coach, great job, because they knew who I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the two gentlemen, the two parents I was talking about, either tuned it in or, or, or heard it, but didn't change anything. It wasn't going to change them. And it, it, it was all for my ego, which we'll get to later, mm-hmm. but it did nothing. Right. So, so one of my biggest mistakes was listening to the chirping and realizing now, and it's come over years, but truly coaching to an audience of one. 
So I know when I come home, win or lose, and we're going to have a lot of success and a lot of games we lose. Right. But truly living and coaching to an audience of one and know that if I'm doing that, not everyone's going to like me. Mm-hmm. No one ever will like it. Like right. it's, not everyone will. Um, but it's going to impact more lives. Definitely. That way. Yeah, I think once you do your self-reflection, you keep it. If you can honestly say to yourself that you did everything that you could as a coach, as far as motivating your players, making the right decisions on the field, that you would be able to, instead of getting all caught up with what the Monday morning quarterbacks say. Exactly. You know, and, I, and I'm sure that's a tough thing for the professionals or even college athletes go through every day through you know the paper and stuff. But yeah. What? Well, it reminds me of a quote I had read a while ago. It said something to the effect of, if you want to be a successful coach, go to the orchestra mm-hmm. and pay attention to the conductor because he turns his back to the crowd. Right. You know, right. and I thought, man, what, yeah, what, what, what an image. It's just mm-hmm. focus on the guys or young yeah. women before you. Definitely. Pour into them because no matter what you mm-hmm. do, someone behind you is always going to be chirping. Definitely. Win or lose. Mm-hmm. Someone's always going to question you. And I know both you and I have been blessed to have great relationships with parents and families. Definitely. Um, but no matter what we do, someone's going to find something wrong with what we, how we coached or how we called something or who we started or whatever. Or the tone we used or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And we had a podcast on that. Um, what was the next one? I think we lost it. Well, with the, hiring. the hiring. Yeah. So uh, when, when <laughs> I hire assistant coaches now, the, the, the process that I go through is meeting with them face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And I like to take at least 40, 45 minutes. And... Really, I talk very little about football, you know, because everyone's going to have the interview answers. Everyone's going to say, oh, it's about character. It's about fundamentals. It's about everyone, in my opinion, football, baseball, doesn't matter the sport, during an interview is going to have their game face on. They're going to sit up tall. They're going to smile. They have good eye contact. They're not going to be on their phone. They're going to talk about character, fundamentals, the basics. Um, So I start talking to them, A, about life. Tell me about yourself. I do ask them what their why is. Mm -hmm. And... But once again, everyone's going to have a, a very similar why during mm-hmm. the interview. Mm-hmm. And then I, I tell them, you know, sooner or later, the proverbial crap's going to hit the fan and true colors are going to show. Right. We're going to really find out what their, their why really is to empower people. If you're losing a game, they shouldn't be screaming at a kid, ripping him or, or her a new one. They should really still be, you can be intense, but still mm-hmm. pouring into them. Right. Um, but it, well, major mistakes, so that's what I do now. I also... Um, <clears throat> Once I get a good feeling for them, and I've, I've had, uh, just last year, I, I think I sat down with four or five people, and uh, two of them were fantastic, and they're on the staff now. And mm-hmm. During spring ball, they've been a blessing. They've been great. Uh, three other people, within five minutes, I was like, ooh, th- th- this is not the guy for our program. It was just an ego or a feeling. Right. Uh, j- just a, a sense of one was entitlement, one was just, hey, I, I, I've coached all these schools, and I know all this stuff, and didn't like the feel. Mm-hmm. But... The biggest mistake I made was meeting with a potential coach and making the decision on my own. Now, I, always, I always ask for, for references and stuff mm-hmm. um, and check with those references. But I had a coach years ago, and I, <laughs> I doubt he'll listen to this. If he does, I apologize. I won't say his name. He'll know who he is. <laughs> um, seemed like a nice guy. Called his references. Didn't have him come to meet with the players. And that's what I do now. I have them sit down. Not sit down, but come to the weight room. Come to the one, one of the off-season workouts. And I just kind of watch them and I go tell them, interact with the players. Work out with them, spot them, talk to them. And you see how comfortable they are with the players or not. Mm-hmm. But this one, <laughs> this one particular gentleman, and uh, he was at the time, you know, very established in his business. He was a lawyer. Uh, it was picture day. 
And I wish I were kidding. He showed up. Oh, he's paying attention now. I'm just kidding. Imagine that. <laughs> he says, Coach so and so. He showed up. Now, this gentleman. The hazards was, of going live. Is mid 60s, yeah. <laughs> and uh, showed up in his Bedford football coaching gear that I had given him. But uh, as a coach for Picture Day, he had white receiver gloves on. <laughs> I was like, what are you. I didn't say anything, but I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I was, I, I was watching him, waiting for the last second for him to take the gloves off. Didn't know if he had some weird skin thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And unfortunately, the picture, you know, I think his coach would be had our hands behind our backs or something. So you didn't see the gloves. But he was just an odd dude. So, yeah. so I learned from there that uh, when interviewing and hiring coaches now, meet with them, talk to them about life, eventually get to football, find out what their strengths are, what they think their strengths are. And then have them come meet with some players and other coaches. Mm-hmm. To have other coaches get a feel. Because if you have coaches on your staff that you love and respect and have, have gelled with, we all know, you know just one bad apple can spoil a bunch. Definitely. You want to make sure they, they get a good sense also. Mm-hmm. So that, that's uh, hiring has changed for me over the yeah. years. Could, could you, on your hiring process, <coughs> when you ask them their why, could you ask them like, hey, I want to know your why that has nothing to do with football? Yeah, it, you know? yeah it, it usually gets to that. You know, I had a... Uh, one of the guys I didn't hire said to give back. And I remember saying to him, I just listened for a little bit. He goes, just to, to give back. He, and I said, well, why? And he goes, because the game's given me so much. What did it give you? I just love it. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't elaborate on, hey, you know, I was in an abusive house. Mm-hmm. And he gave me that out. Or my parents are great, but they've always worked. Right. I, I want something deeper. And not that you need, a, you know, philosophers on your coaching right. staff, whatever. But you want someone to know their why. Right. You know, to, to really pour into it. Um, so yeah. See, I thought you said get back. So, was, <laughs> so Coach Ty, uh, my first year's head coach in Coronado, uh, truly because it, cause, uh, just like uh, one of my coaches in New Hampshire, who's a baseball guy, had never coached football, but uh, I just knew his heart. And knew truly that he loved, he, he was the first time we met, we just talked about, I talked about football, he talked about baseball, mm-hmm. but the similarity was just coaching and our passion for coaching. Right. So I asked Coach Ty to be on my staff and... Uh, just, just hey, I said, coach running backs with me. Come just learn the game, and then during game day, you can be a get back coach. And and it is that's an important role. Matter of fact, the get back coach I had last year, um, Coach Weiner, um, did ask me our first coaches meeting this uh, about three or four weeks ago. I said, can, can I not have that job anymore? <laughs> In front of everyone, and I said, Coach, it's funny you should bring it up. You lost that job. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, you failed at that job. Yeah. So uh, he'll he'll have some other responsibilities, but Coach Coach Ty was great yeah, at I it. I loved it. Um, just uh, life has taken other directions, so I'm hoping someday mm-hmm. he'll come back to uh, embrace that role again and others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, the next one's uh, not saying anything to the head coach. You're just being a yes man. The mistake you made was not saying anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, not saying anything. <clears throat> no, you, yeah. you, you said it right. I was just, I just for, for the listeners. Yeah. So the mistake I had is like not saying yeah. anything, you know, to where um, the season wasn't going the right. I was assistant coach. Like I said, I've, I've never been a, a varsity level head coach, but I've been assistant coach for a few years. But um, <clears throat> seeing something in the team that's just not, that's not working. And when you see it and possibly a, a kid should be playing in a different position or maybe a different part of the lineup. And I, I regret not saying anything that could potentially have made the team uh, click a little better. Yeah. And uh, I regret that. And, you know, I think in one of your videos uh, yesterday, correct? Or the yeah. Day before yesterday, it's just like you, you challenge the head coach, you know, just even if you become, if you even have that little disagreement between each other, yeah, I don't think that would be a work. Well, at least you got that little bug in the ears to where maybe a couple games later or a couple days later where they're actually sitting there thinking about it, maybe think, oh, maybe that was a good idea. We'll give it a shot. 
Yeah. You know, in that way, um, you do have a say in, 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 and you do have an active participation in the team and, and what goes on to the day and day. Because you could just show up and like for myself, I don't mind showing up with a fungo in my hand and hitting ground, 100 ground balls mm -hmm. to second base or shortstop, whatever, or, or throwing a bunch of balls in the dirt to the catcher. But being able to be, have a decision-making or, or, or an addition to the success of the team, that makes an assistant coach a lot more happy and, and work harder for the head coach and the team. Yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 as coaches, if our absence from a practice doesn't mm -hmm. make a difference, our right. presence never made a difference. Yeah. You know? And <clears throat> I had shared in that video yesterday uh, a challenge to all assistant coaches and said something like, hey, if you want to be a great assistant coach, mm -hmm. challenge your head coach. Um, it's a dangerous thing. Because as much as I love, I keep on saying football, obviously, but football, baseball, uh, sports we're passionate about, the platforms we're passionate about, mm -hmm. there's so much arrogance in the sport. There is, and, I, yeah. and I think a lot of head coaches would say, hey, don't you dare challenge me. Um, the, the warning I did give to coaches was, you know, I, I don't think it's, there's a time and a place. You shouldn't challenge a head coach uh, in front of the players. You know, just, just because it's just... There are conversations that should be had when players are off the field Definitely. or when you're in the coach's office. Mm -hmm. um, shouldn't challenge coaches. We talked about emotions. Mm -hmm. In the middle of a game, when emotions are really, really high, it's probably not the best time to challenge a coach. Right, um, right. But uh, I know, I know uh, Derek Stank, who uh, really doesn't go on social media at all, but his wife Sarah does. So Sarah, please share this with him if you see it. He, uh, he was my line coach in New Hampshire. Just came out to took the head coaching job at San Marcos, and uh, I believe was going to do phenomenal things there. Mm -hmm. He had uh, just about a month ago called me and said, "Hey, I want to thank you for helping me be a better coach and all the things you taught me and stuff." And it was humbling, um, but at the same time, he made me a better coach because maybe you know what I imparted in him and shared with him as far as the platform we have and, and knowing your why and creating mm -hmm. that that unit and that family and, and several other things. He may be a better coach because he would challenge me often. Right. And he did it in the right spot. You know, sometimes during games, he was our line coach. He's like, why would you pass here? And we'd complete. And I was like, that's why I would pass here. And it wasn't conventional per se, but mm -hmm. it, it worked. Right. Um, and I'm, fi I'm fine with that banter back and forth and that challenge stuff. But sometimes behind closed doors, he would be like, Heinz, I, I just hate how we're doing this. or what, you know." And sometimes I dug in my heels and I said, no, we're, we're doing it this way for this reason. Whether you like it or not, this is why. And whether he liked it or not, I heard him out, so he had a voice. Mm -hmm. And it kind of validated for me, no, this is why we're doing it. Right. And there were plenty of times where he said, that, that's just, Derek has no filter. So he was like, <laughs> that's just stupid. You know, why are you doing it that way? Right. But because I wanted to be a great head coach, I'm so on that goal of becoming a great head coach, mm -hmm. um, I listened to him. And there were many times I did switch. I said, mm -hmm. great, you're right. Let's block it that way. You know better than I do. And right. there are a lot of things he does, especially with the, the line play. He's... Really, really good. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think if coaches are in it for themselves, then they don't want to be challenged. Right. You know, just agree with everything I say, make me feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. But if we truly, and I know you do, if we truly want to empower people and change lives, not just those we coach, but the people we coach with, then we want to be challenged. Right. Yeah. We want to be challenged, and we want to embrace that because um, it's it's through life. If you think about you know twenty four years of marriage, and then that's. 24, 25 years. A lot of challenges. <laughs> a, lot a lot of challenges. challenges. Dear God. Let's go over that. Yeah. One time Jill was... Start with uh, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's such a blessing. I know, you know Chris is your best friend. Jillian's my best friend. So thank you both if you're watching. Um, marriage is hard work. But there's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. And even mm -hmm. if it's your best friend, it's hard work. And raising children is 
the hardest and greatest thing you'll do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like ripping your heart out and having little legs put on it and just watching it run around. Definitely. Um, but I become a great husband and now grandfather because Jill challenged me in certain things mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. You know, so as coaching, you want to be challenged. Definitely. And challenging <clears throat> from another person also helps with growth with yourself and that other because you actually open that line of communication yeah. between each other and, you know, with communication, everything gets, runs a little smoother too. Uh, another thing I wanted to add on too is like when you, a coach that challenges you too, don't be challenging behind your back with a oh, love And that. I've seen that so many times that when they, cho- oh, why am I running coach? Well, I don't know. It's his decision. That might be the, the, the point of the podcast. You know? So that's, that's a great point. And, yeah. and I think that's <coughs> horrible. And, and I've made that mistake. I've done it twice. I know mm-hmm. of, um, right now. But the thing is, is like, if, if you challenge behind that head coach to those kids, they're not going to follow as a team. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's a, a great point. That's mm-hmm. a character. For me, that's a character and a gut check. Yeah. If you're an assistant coach and parents or players are always coming up to you griping about, look yourself in the mirror and then there's a reason because that means you're feeding into it, you're allowing it, or you're not backing up your head coach. Definitely. And if you don't agree with your head coach, then go somewhere else mm-hmm. or challenge your head coach. Say, hey, listen, you know, coach, some parents came to me. I didn't want to talk behind your back, but why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And that way, when they come to you again, you can say, this is why we, mm-hmm. as a staff, have that's done tough. This. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. I guess me and Coach Stank have a lot to talk about you a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to make sure you guys never get together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our last, the last one is uh, being buddies with the players. You're lying to them right now. We, we got to scroll down. Yeah, that's the last one. No. Yeah, well, ah, the last, last mistake ah, that we're going to talk about. Well, you say, that's another mistake. Yeah, mistake. I didn't scroll down. <clears throat> so what do you mean buddies with players? Buddies with players. Um, I think uh, being a coach is an extension of being a parent. Yeah. And I had this conversation actually with my son yesterday. And I said something that he didn't like. But as a parent, you're going to say something that they don't want to hear. And it's not because you don't like them. It's not because, because you want to see good growth and pull something <coughs> out of them. Uh, as far as players, players, you're an extension of being a parent when you're where when you're a coach. You know, you're going to say something. What? I want to interrupt for a second. I'm sorry, here I, I see George Edwards is watching. George Edwards uh-huh. uh, was the first principal in New Hampshire that hired me as a head coach. Oh, really? In Bedford. So, George, truly, thank you. Uh, I remember that day with you and uh, Mr. Nielsen uh, in your office. So. Apologize for interrupting to coach uh, Ty here, but thank you. Uh, truly, 22 years now coaching, but uh, you're a big part of that, so thank you. Awesome. You can wipe that off your nose now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> he, can't he, ben- he, can't, he can't benefit me now. I mean, I know, he's right, just right. a good person. Okay. and just Let him recommend Buddies with players. That's awesome. Buddies with players. <laughs> so with being, extension of being a parent, extension of being a parent with them. You're not going to, in order to pull something out, you, you can't be buddy-buddy with them because being a buddy-buddy, you're going to say what they want to hear. Yeah. You know, friends do that. Your best friend does that. Your girlfriend may do that. But as far as coaches, parents, we're going to say the stuff that's not not what the player wants going to hear. And sometimes, too, when you sit down with the parents, and I'm sure you've done this a few times, and, and you're going to tell parents, hey, they may not like what they're going to oh. hear, but this is what your kid or your son or your daughter does during practice. This is why they're yeah. not getting the, the time they need it to play yeah yeah another mistake I used to make that ties into this I used to with my own children mm-hmm. with Jill with with our players I used to say I love you but 
Mm-hmm. And then I would go into it. And the butt negates everything you said before. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just, yep. So I've really tried to choose my words carefully and say, I love you. And because I love you, mm-hmm. and then go on to it. And, and people go, oh, you're saying the same thing, you just choose words. Right. It's a, for me, it's a, it's a world of difference. I had one of our captains yesterday. And by the time this airs, it'll blow over. My emotions will be down. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't coming to spring ball practice because of grades. And I said to the young man, I said, I love you. And I'm going to be honest with you. Pisses me off. Yes. I, I said, because no one's going on. We talked about what he did this weekend and he had time to study, but he didn't study as much as he could mm-hmm. have. And all these different things. If we love our players enough, we're going to be honest with them. Definitely. And by doing that, that not being buddy-buddy with them is going to forge stronger relationships, mm-hmm. not just for the year, two, three, or four that we coach them, but lifelong relationships. <clears throat> I Just like you do, mm-hmm. I know we both get messages, whether it's uh, handwritten messages, phone calls, texts, yes. whatever it is, Love from coaches. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so beautiful, yeah. truly. And humbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then their fathers now, they just got the first yeah. job, they got a promotion, or when they're suicidal. Mm-hmm. And they're 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 at their one of their lowest points, and they choose to reach out to you, right? Because they know you're going to be honest with them, definitely. And you're going to say, "Yeah, life sucks sometimes. Life mm-hmm. is hard sometimes. Not just get over it, but here's what you've got to do." Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't agree with that more. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go on to the next topic, but you I, do it. Go for but, it. But uh, I, I want to give Coach Ty credit for this because I think uh, we were at Starbucks just. Down yeah. There's a Starbucks right between his house. We live five minutes away from each other. A little over a year ago. Yeah. Um, right when he was we, he was meeting to say, I can't coach you anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that was it, right? Yeah. But he yeah. did buy me a Starbucks. I remember that. So yeah. Thank you. Um, but he, he, had, he had shared something with me from uh, Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Wayne Dyer? Wayne Dyer, but it was through my brother who sent it to me from Wayne Dyer. Well, who's, who's a brown noser now? That's my brother's watching. Yeah. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Is he watching? <laughs> That's what it said on there. Yeah. Hi, Chris. <laughs> um, great guy, by the way. He was a blessing to meet you. Um, so Wayne Dyer had talked about ego, and the long and the short of it is, you know, the, this topic came back to me when, when Mark mentioned that Chrissy said, "Hey, what, talk, what about talking about your your mistakes?" And I think so often the mistakes are because of our egos. Mm-hmm. And what Wayne Dyer, I have to give credit to him, had shared um, when Mark talked about egos. Mark shared this with me. Right away, and I'm not going to mention names, my mind went to two or three coaches, and I thought, man, that guy's got an ego, that guy's got an ego, you know? And for me, ego used to be people that were cocky, arrogant, self-absorbed, you know, thought they were better than others. And the way Wayne Wayne Dyer says it um, is ego is anytime we edge God out, E-G-O. And I was like, bam, like mind-blowing, I was like, Son of a gun. I was like, I've got an ego. I've got a huge ego. Yeah. And, and not in the sense that I think I'm better than other people. I know that. Uh, <laughs> um, not, not in the sense that, that I think I know more or whatever. But I edge God out way too often. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing this with uh, my daughter, Abby and Sophie, just, just a week or two ago. We had gone to the beach one day. And it was a great, great day, great conversations. But I was talking about somehow it came up. And I said, anytime you think you're not strong enough, powerful enough, smart enough, pretty enough, whatever, anytime we, we question our abilities, we're edging God out. Mm-hmm. You know? So when I let the parents get to me and I start listening to that yapping, yeah. I'm edging God out. Yeah, when, and we can go through the each and every thing again, but what, what do you want to add to that? And once again, Coach Ty gets, Ty gets credit for that because he, through Chris, mm-hmm. through Wayne Dyer, 
<laughs> kind of like six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon here. Yeah, well, we Kevin were... Bacon, who I met one time. <laughs> I've met him yet. Uh, well, we're edging God out because he keeps talking. <laughs> but uh, for me, the ego and edging God yeah. out is more of a gut check for myself because when when stuff starts going bad or it starts going rough or you disagree, you don't feel like you're doing your thing. Um, it's a gut check, and you really look at yourself and like, what do I need to do better? Um, kind of like when you come home from a game or you disagree with how yeah. practice went. How coach went, whatever. Um, being able to reestablish what your why, you know, you go edging God out. <clears throat> you find out, get a little gut check. You reestablish your why, and then you're going back to your business and you're bringing God back into to your coaching habits. So that that's to me short and sweet. Yeah, I you know it, it's the last thing I'll say for this is, and I love that you brought that full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I do a quarter of the day with my fourth graders, so so I often read quotes and they resonate with me in different ways. But one is uh, you know always preach the gospel, and when necessary use words. I think we can preach Christ every day to our players, public mm-hmm. school or not, um, but don't have to mention faith, religion, right. Christ, mm-hmm. and just live in a way that you're loving someone hard enough, strong enough, and more powerfully than ever before that they just feel different when they're around you um i also love this is our you know we've been trying to keep our podcast to 15 20 Mm -hmm. 22 minutes this is our longest one we're wrapping up here just 30 minutes Uh i like that in all seriousness because we're talking about mistakes yeah and not that it was a mistake that we went longer but if you stay in anything long enough you're going to make mistakes. Definitely. And if you're passionate about it, you're going to learn from those mistakes right. and realize mistakes are blessings mm-hmm. to, like you said, get back to your why. Right. And then what I always told my baseball <clears throat> players, they're going to make mistakes during the game. They're going to make errors. They're going to strike out. Who hasn't? But it's when you make that mistake is how you recover from that mistake. And that's what makes you a person, uh, a man or a woman. Yeah. You know? Amen. Amen. Where, where can they follow this podcast? They can follow this podcast on Anchor, iTunes, Google, or Spotify. Fantastic. So appreciate you guys listening. And uh, if you like it, share it, pass it along, and uh, subscribe. So Definitely. And then uh, go check us out on For What It's Worth podcast on Instagram. All right. And that being said, take it for what it's worth. Stay strong. <laughs> All right. For everyone that was listening, uh, 15,000 people. I'm just wow. Kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a uh, record. Ken, amen, from Southwestern College. Ken, I really appreciate, Coach, you listening. Um, I had a ble- blessing of meeting Ken. Oh, There's wow. One of the coaches right down the road there. Uh-huh. Um, humbling, truly, because uh, you, you are a man that's been in this business for a long, long time. Podcast is over, right? I stopped it already. Fantastic. Uh, so we're going to shut this down, but uh, truly humbled that uh, any of you or all of you that listened, whether it was two minutes the whole time, uh, well, the whole time, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get that half an hour you were like oh just 20 minutes here we go 31 minutes but I appreciate you guys stay strong